everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Brett and Kyle with me here today, and we also have a very special guest. Welcome to the show, Garrett Kaai. Welcome, Garrett. Thanks for having me. Awesome. It feels really good to be back in the chair again. Why is that, Damon? You've been you've been gone for a little bit or something? Yeah, so I've been, the last two weeks I've been uh, in Japan, and then this week I've been on jury duty, so that's why we're releasing uh, this episode a little bit late this week. Yeah, you're full. You're full of all kinds of uh, adventures lately. Yeah, I know. I've been. It was. It's been interesting because right when I get back from Japan, then I get called in and I actually get put on a jury. So <laughs> it's been uh, a little bit foreign to me here, sitting in this chair. Well, you were in a foreign country. Now you're uh, feeling foreign here, back in home. But uh, yeah, I thought for today, you know, you shared a little bit about your trip with me. I thought we could tie in some of that and things you observed on your trip and tie that into our uh, episode today. Yeah, so one of the things that I felt like really was highlighted to me, and speaking of foreign, um, was Japan really felt very familiar, but at the same time very foreign. And I thought the Lord highlighted that to me because it felt like that's really what he's been calling us to do. You know, and as we've been talking about the series on Elijah and talking about standing up for our faith, uh, for us as believers, one of the things I felt like God was highlighting to me really was he wants us to be familiar enough that we're relatable, but then foreign enough that people really want or they can see something different that's attractive that they want. Mm-hmm. And so I really found that a lot while I was in Japan. You know, there were a lot of things that felt very familiar, whether it's like culturally or just things that people were doing or just things that I felt were really cool about Japan. But then there were some parts that felt very, very foreign, like all the walking. We were averaging like 11 miles a day, not really in a car very much or you know, just, all, yeah, always being on our feet and seeing crowds of people outside all the time. It just, there were some parts that were very, very foreign to me. But, yeah, it really felt like this. there's certain aspects that are familiar but foreign. I, hey, hey, Brett, have you been to Japan? I have not. Okay. Garrett? No, I haven't. No? So I went, oh, man, it's pushing almost 20 years ago, close to it, uh, maybe 18 yeah, I remember one thing that really was foreign for me because it made me feel like a foreigner <laughs> is getting lots of looks from people when we were eating outside. Like we just had some like like a granola bar, we got a little something to eat, and then we took it outside and started walking around. <laughs> and then Mimo was like, "Oh yeah, we're not supposed to eat out in public." And I'm like, "Well, thanks for telling me now." It's like <laughs> I already stand out enough. And then <laughs> why, why is that, Kyle? <laughs> Um, uh, my skin color <laughs> is a little different. You're too my tall. hair color. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's some there's some times where yeah, when you're a foreigner, you feel like a foreigner. Mm. But then there was times too, like where I thought, oh yeah, I, I could see like Mimo's family or just her behaviors or her things. I could see like, oh, this is where I where it comes from, and that feels some of it felt familiar. Some of it felt like um, our church too. Like it just it felt like oh, I'm around people. They look the same. They be like have similar behavior, similar um, politeness, or this or that. So there's there were some things definitely that were foreign, but also familiar. Yeah, one of the things that was really foreign but familiar was Seven Eleven, because <laughs> there's Seven Elevens on almost Everywhere. every corner. They're all <laughs> over the place. But when you go inside a Seven Eleven, they have like a full spread of food, like mm. and it's like good food too. Yeah. So you know, sometimes here you'll go in and they might have like those hot dogs or like taquitos or something but they have full-on like soba bento and <laughs> sushi p- plate and all kinds of stuff and it's like odd 
you know, here you're skeptical of eating some of the food there, right. but there the food is delicious. So right. yeah, Seven Eleven was one of those. It's it seems familiar, but no Slurpees and <laughs> healthier, <laughs> but very yeah. Um, Brett, how do you how do you feel about that concept of foreign and familiar? It's interesting. It, it takes me to a couple places. One, I think it's kind of, I mean, it is along the lines of that whole, like being a part of the world, but not of it. Mm-hmm. When I think about familiar and foreign and, and when it comes to our faith and who we are supposed to be as Christians, um, it really is that balance. And, and I always bring it back to this, but it comes back to some of that tension, mm-hmm. that fighting between, I want to relate, I want to be a part of it, but you can't like succumb to it, mm-hmm. right? But also, if you're too out of left field and and not relatable and don't connect with them, you're just kind of on your own. And while that is an important aspect, that can't be the only aspect. And so I think the picture that actually came to mind um, when we talk about tension, I feel like normally when we feel like tension, there's like a negative connotation with it. Like there's tension in the room. Or when you think about tension, it, it, it... it brings a level of maybe anxiety for people or intense feeling or just people on edge. But I think when it comes to something like this and wanting to have a, a feeling of familiarity, but also um, of a foreign, if we can look at it in a positive light, I think it helps us in having our mindset on um, like, what, what are we supposed to do? Right. And, and, and the picture I actually get, there's two, one is like a tight rope, mm-hmm. Right. And so for a tightrope, for someone to walk across a tightrope, mm. you need it to be positively in the correct tension. <laughs> if there's not enough, there's no rope for you to walk on. Right. If it's too tight, it's going to snap. Yeah. Right. And so the, the positive amount of tension that it needs to, to stick in place and to hold someone to walk across, like that's a good thing. The tension in that is a good thing. Or even like fishing. I was talking to Garrett earlier about fishing, so I think this is why it's on my mind. <laughs> but like if you have too much tension mm-hmm. on the line, it's going to snap and the fish is going to steal your hook and get away. Mm-hmm. If you have too little, the fish is just going to swim off and pull your, keep pulling your line. You could you know, have issues with your rod or your reel, but the correct amount of tension allows you to you know, battle with the fish. And sometimes, I mean, that's part of the fun part, I think. But when you're reeling it in, it eventually you're able to catch the fish. Mm-hmm. And so I think I... I think I used to think and sometimes still do view tension as, okay, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be hard. It's going to be bad. But there's a flip side to it of like, well, it doesn't need to be those things because if that's where God is calling us, then he's calling that place of tension for good. And he's calling it for us to stand out. And I would hope that as believers, if we have that um, level of familiarity and, and foreignness, it's actually a positive because we trust that what God's going to do with that is going to connect us with people and hopefully um, have them notice that, oh, like he's different or uh, there's something different about him that either attracts them or questions. And and that's a way that we can, um, I don't know, I think introduce Jesus to others. Yeah. Garrett, as we were uh, prepping for this episode, you mentioned that you had experienced some of this a little bit at school. Would you like to share with our audience about uh, just some of the ways that you've been feeling uh, foreign and familiar at school? Yeah. So, Really, this year, uh, this year I've been uh, president of the Christian club at my school, and you know I've definitely felt you know familiar because you know I'm, I'm going to the same school, I'm taking the same classes, we're all doing the same similar stuff, mm-hmm. but like I, I definitely know that I'm different, 
mm. definitely know that the way that I handle things and the way well my beliefs they're they're a lot different than um some of the people that you know I'm around. Um, I don't I we talked about this before, but people know that I'm the Christian club president, and I have no idea how they know. <laughs> people just like I guess word gets around, um, and people are looking to me and as an example a lot, even when I don't know that they are. Um, and so there's like def- not pressure, but there's definitely um, conviction in me to mm. to be like similar, so I can relate and I could you know. Uh, minister to your problems and to what you're going through but also be different because the way that we handle things as believers is different than the world would handle things Mm. Um, we are a lot of the stuff that i would complain about like i had to realize okay that's not that big a deal and now like now that i know now i know okay like yeah this test is important but there are a lot more important things i could face it with a lot um, more joy a lot more positivity and people see that uh they see like oh, we're all doing the same stuff, but Garrett, he's not doing it the way that I'm doing it. Mm. He's not as worried as I am. Um, which, yeah, like with, with APs, with APs, people will worry a lot. And they spend <laughs> a lot of time studying and like reviewing. And like I did too, but people are stressed and like not sleeping. And mm. like, I mean, I would stay up late, but not to the point where I was like, I need to stay up so late because I want to do so good. I want to do good, but not to the point where it consumed me because that seems to be the season of APs that people want to like, you know, I want to stay up late. I want to do super good. And I did, but I knew there were more important things There are more important things for me to do with my time. Um, and also rest. Rest is very important for doing good on the test. For sure. Um, did you have that same perspective before the retreat too? <laughs> I did. Well, maybe not actually. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that don't know, the last uh, magnetic retreat, what the f- the theme was rest. So it's interesting that Garrett was talking about that. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, but people care so much about different things, and I care, but I care more about pursuing the Lord and following Him where He's leading me. Um, and oftentimes that takes the like that takes the priority of like like rest, um, reading my Bible or doing stuff like that. Um, I do study. I still do my homework and stuff, but <laughs> really I know what's important and that really shows in the way that I live. Um, and that's foreign to people that I'm not set and super dedicated on. I need to get super good grades. I know I do, but I also know it's more important to spend time with the Lord and be in my Bible and do stuff like that. Um, and so we're all in the same class. We're all going to the same school, but I, I do realize that I am not I'm not the same as other people. So yeah, it I can relate a little bit, um, but not to the point where I am in the world and of it. So yeah, I definitely can relate to this whole idea of being um familiar but also foreign. Yeah, Garrett, I think that's a really good example and I think it's cool to hear you how you're stepping out in your faith at your school to take the lead as you know that is a lot of pressure to be the leader of the christian club and everyone looking Mm -hmm. at you but for you to take that on and and not to be afraid of the challenge but to look at it as an opportunity for you to minister to your friends and and the others at your school i think that's super cool uh so one of the things that we wanted to continue on with uh with this episode was our series on elijah and this past week uh pastor barry had talked about uh, the story where right after Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal on the mountaintop, 
and how right after that, Elijah has this amazing encounter with the Lord on a different mountain where he had to listen to God's voice in order for him to continue to stand strong because it was in between the two, uh, Queen Jezebel was threatening Elijah's life. She put a hit out on him. Yeah, she she made it so strong of a hit that she said, if, it, if you don't die, then I need to die, yeah. right? So she really wanted Elijah to be dead, and he got afraid, and so he was running away. And then in order for him to continue to, to stand strong, he needed to hear the Lord's voice. So I thought that would be a good place for us to pick up on. It, have there been opportunities or times in your guys' life where you've been afraid or you've been um, anxious that you really felt like the Lord speaking to you helped you to deal with it? Nope. Never dealt with fear before in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Confessions part two. (laughs) Kyle has never been afraid in his life. Oh boy. That's my life story. I know. I was going to say, when have I not? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Me and Brad are looking at each other. How much time you got? (laughs) Well, we said this was going to be a short one. And whenever we say it's going to be a short one, it ends up being a long one. So, I'm trying to think of specifics. Uh, I can tell Brett's wheels are churning. Yeah, I'm trying to think of which one and <laughs> when yeah. and and whatnot. Okay, so I guess I'll go. I'll go first, and it, and this is uh, just a reflection from from Japan as well. So one of the cool things for me in Japan was that I didn't have to be responsible for any of the planning. So that's a nice thing about going with a group of friends. That uh, well, one of them has family that lives in Japan, so that are also really good planners. So they had everything planned out. And so one of the things that I noticed about halfway through the trip was how little anxiety I had about what was going on that day. And it's a lot of it was just because I trusted my friends and, and the plans that they had for the day. And what I felt like the Lord was saying was, I want you to experience this every day, not just on your trip in Japan. When you go home, I want you to experience that because you trust that I have the plans for your day. And I was like, whoa. And that was one of the things that I really felt over there was just the weight of the things that I personally have been putting on that I, when I'm at home, that I felt like the Lord was saying, you don't need to carry all this stuff. You need to trust these things with me. And because over there, I felt very light, very loose. I wasn't stressed out about stuff. And I felt like he was saying, this is what I want you to experience every day. And I was like, whoa, like that's, kind of crazy because it was interesting too, because at the time um, I wasn't sleeping very much either. And I was, I think I was only sleeping like four hours a night and I had energy to go throughout the day and, you know, towards the end of the day, you'd get tired anyway. But considering the amount of sleep that I was getting, I was surprised at how much energy I had throughout the day. Because if I was only getting that much sleep at home, I, w- I wouldn't feel the same. And I felt like the Lord was saying, it's because of the things that you have put on yourself that you're carrying that you need to release to me. And I was like, whoa, that I want to experience that every day, Lord. I don't, I don't want to have to carry all that stuff. For me, I, I think um, looking back at the past couple of years, um, you know, I think the pandemic was, was a huge thing and it, and it's, it's weird because it's like, it's kind of still going on, but kind of not. And so when do we deem it as over? But um, in that span of time, when everything kind of shut down and the world went into a a frenzy, um, 
I've experienced some of the biggest things of my life in that time period. Um, I got engaged right before we went on lockdown, you know, planned a wedding, got married, um, was, was fortunate to, to, um, get into a house, um, dealt with loss, you know, and, and had to figure out stuff with work and things change. And, um, through all of that, I had no idea and, and it wasn't in my control. There was very limited control that I could have. And I know, I knew that in the beginning I was, I was definitely more anxious about life as a whole and w- what is it going to look like? And going into these major things, not that it was my first time, um, kind of trusting God and listening to his voice and what he wanted me to do. But I think for uh, just where I am spiritually, age-wise, life stage, to me, this was like the biggest moments where it would matter. And, um, you know, we always trust God and, and I always pray and thank for his, uh, always thank him for his provision. But now it was like a matter of, well, does your, does your uh, money meet like the talk? Did, are you, do you really, are you really that faithful? Is it just a prayer when things are okay? Or when you're unsure, are you now scared and holding on to other things? And so um, the sense I kind of got from the Lord was like, you're always praying and thanking me for my provision. So are you going to let me provide? Mm-hmm. And, you know, stepping into marriage and stepping into these areas where, um, you know, a lot of these things hit me in my pride. It was like, okay, trying to be a provider, being a new husband, stepping into a new family. And it's like my portfolio at that point, my resume <laughs> seemed like it took a hit in every area. And so I had to really just rest on, okay, well, the Lord's going to do it. If this is what he wants, the Lord's going to do it. And so with each decision, I think I grew in my faith and saw what it, what it looked like to allow God to provide and say, okay, you're going to continue to provide that. I'm going to continue to just be in that and step in that. And I have never felt and seen it play out the way that it had in the past. Mm. And it didn't necessarily make it easy. It wasn't just a snap of the finger and everything was, was done. It took a lot of time to try to figure out what to do with our wedding and living situation. It took a lot of time to find a house. It took a lot of time to deal with a lot of these personal things that took place. But through it all, like, I, I, I'm i diagnosed with a panic disorder. And one of my sessions with my therapist over the pandemic, he said, bro, I want you to take a step back and just think about it. All this stuff has happened and you have not once brought up like you're having trouble with your anxiety. It's like, do you know how many people mm-hmm. I'm dealing with that are having panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and some of them don't even have disorders and things like that. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you should be proud of yourself and where you're at. You're in the middle of a pandemic and you're doing okay. And I, and at first I was just like, all right, whatever. But to, to, to kind of allow myself to um, take joy in the way that God was working and the way he was moving in my life allowed me to have this peace that I probably normally wouldn't have had especially in the times that we're in. Um, and so it's a continued journey and it's something to this very moment and day that I'm continuing to look back and lean on and, and trust that, okay, God's saying, do you want me to provide? And by me saying yes, it's like I need to continue to be in his will and, and aligned with him so that I can see his provision and experience that and know and be expectant for the next thing to come. And so 
Um, that's been a huge blessing to me. Um, probably a bigger blessing to my wife so that she doesn't have to deal <laughs> with the, the controlling anxious me. But um, it's been a huge testament that I've been able to share with a lot of friends and, and people. And so um, it's been a very um, fruitful so far. And I, I feel like I've grown a lot in this relatively short span of time when it, when it comes to hearing God and, and being faithful. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting thinking to the story of Elijah, like he, he was in, he was in, um, intimate communication with the Lord Mm. when he challenges the prophets of Baal, right? Like Mm. he knows what God's going to do and he has that most confidence. He's mocking them. He's, you know, like just making fun of them and he's making his, his altar even harder. He's pouring water on it. He's doing all these things, mm-hmm. you know, because they're going to, he said God's or their gods would bring fire and they couldn't, but he made his even harder because he had that much confidence in what he, what he knew the Lord wanted him to do. Mm. Yet you just fast forward a little bit after that. And I don't, I don't know if in the story, if it says it's days or. Did, well, it was right after because it's when Ahab goes back to yeah, Jezebel so, right after to tell her so what happened. Probably within a day or two, right yeah. then. So, and then after that big high and that confidence and he's so bold and then she, you know, says she's going to kill him. And, and then he goes into this like freak out mode. Mm. And so like even somebody of that, that stature had to, had to um, go through that experience. Cause I think sometimes, you know, listening to the Lord, if we're used to, so I'm thinking of it for him, like he's a prophet, right? He's used to that, like that, like prophesying and saying, this is what the Lord wants to do. Da, da, da. But then it was something directed to him personally. Mm. Maybe that was something that was newer for him. And so that kind of freaked him out. Like, Oh, I don't, I don't have a history on that. Or I don't have that background. That's kind of what I'm, I'm reading into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Lord still met him and knew he needed to hear the, the whis- his whisper and that still quietness um, because that's, that's where he needed that comfort, that reassurance. But I, the reason I bring that up is because I, I think a lot of times um, hearing from the Lord is and being um, to put our trust in him, it's difficult. Because mm. after the fact that you look back and are like, oh, yeah, because I, I trusted and I listened to him, I was able to this. But in the in the tension, in the moment, mm. you you might still hear the Lord and it's like, have peace about this. I mean, Garrett, maybe it's for you. It's about going to college or something. I'm sure that brings a lot of stress to your, your age group, right? Like, where am I going to go to college? But it's like, you might hear, but you still have to act on it. And you still are in that tension of, Hey, did I hear him? Right. Am I, am I confident that that's what's best for me? Is that what God wants? And this, and, but you're in that, that moment until you make the decision. And then until you see the the outcome from the decision Mm. that it's still the second guessing there's, there's that kind of um, side of it, and and that's that's hard because I think we hear from other people talk about, or I have in the past heard of other people talk about those struggles, and they come through it, and then it's like, oh man, they have such great faith. Because I think often people don't share about the struggles in the mm. in the midst of making the decision and waiting for the outcome that you have an opportunity to either continue on in that that path, or you can say, nah, maybe I heard wrong, or this is too hard, I don't want to go this path. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, did that, did that ring a bell with you with going to college or anything, Garrett? Oh, yeah, it definitely did. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough because I, I made the decision to go to Viola. Woohoo! APU. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. That was just my alma mater speaking out there. 
Yeah, and I, I had it between two schools. It was between Biola and UC Davis. Um, and I made the decision to go to Biola. And even now, it's tough to, like, not get cold feet and be like, oh, mm-hmm. just kidding. Mm-hmm. I want to go to UC Davis because both were great schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but two very different schools. Um, making the decision, I was praying about it. And I was feeling the call towards Biola. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And so I, I said yes. Um, and we, I committed and now that I'm looking back on it, I, I definitely, I'm definitely excited, but to think about Davis and to think about, oh, Davis was, it was a super nice campus and it had great programs. Did I really make the right decision? I think I heard the Lord's voice, but did I really? Mm. Like, it's tough to, um, really be confident in myself because it's not, for me, it's not always oh, God going to make it work because I know he will. Mm-hmm. It's just. Did I make the right decision? Mm. Do I, was I able to hear the Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, and so too, and now I have the whole summer to think about, did <laughs> I make the right decision? Um, and yeah, I am in that in that area of I've made the decision and I hope it's good, but I, I'm not quite at the end where I can look back and say, oh yeah, like it was right. Uh, I hope it was, and I, I'm pretty confident that it was. Um, but right now I am in that area of stepping out in faith and continuing in, in in confidence that the Lord will take care of me. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Lord gives us options, right? It's not like that was your only choice, but there's something special probably that he has for you in that decision versus your other one. Not, not like you said, not that he couldn't have given you a blessing either way, but for this decision, there's going to be a certain thing that's going to come out of it, but you won't know that for a little while probably. Yeah, maybe not until I get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think sometimes the world or the enemy tries to get us to think that when we trust the Lord, that means that there's no no room for any doubt or any any worry or anything like that. But Or hardship or yeah, difficulty. Yeah. But it's cool that you're taking these steps of faith to say, I this is what I feel like the Lord has prompted me in or led me towards. And you're still continuing in that. And I think that's super cool because there are going to be times where the enemy is going to try to get you to doubt your decision or your choices because... He doesn't want you to step into what the Lord wants you to do. So for you to continue to, in faith, take these steps, I think that's super cool. Yeah, actually, just talking about that actually brings up a story. When I, when I committed to going to APU, Azusa Pacific, I was going to Cerritos for a couple of years. And then it was the morning I was going out to Azusa to register, I think, for my classes. And I took a shower and... I had the most eerie supernatural feeling that at, up until that point, I really hadn't had these. I felt like kind of freaked out, like like the the devil was trying to freak me out, like don't go there. And so I remember in my mind, I was like, I just got to get dressed and get in my car and get out of here because I felt like I he was trying to like kind of just put doubt, put whatever. But it was it was beyond that. It was like a different level of fear. But I can see now looking back why he didn't want me to go there because of what happened in, in my life. And not just that I met my wife there, but just I've, the foundation I got going there was huge and it set me on a different path. If I wouldn't have gone that day, it would have been not, not that I, God couldn't have used me, but I, I could feel like the enemy was trying to prevent me from, from taking a big step of faith. Mm. So you're saying the devil didn't want you to meet Nemo? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So, Mimo, you should be upset with the devil because he didn't want you to meet Kyle. 
dude should be happy that I didn't know, didn't listen to him. <laughs> I think one thing that you shared, Kyle, that I think I, I, I take to heart and, and I'm trying to do more of is sharing in the midst of having to have faith. I, I've heard a couple of times of people and, and sometimes I'm like this as well, where like, I don't want to share until it's done or it's figured out and that's okay. You know, with every situation, I think it's different for everybody, but you know, I, I think you sharing about how sometimes it's hard to hear from the Lord. It's hard to make these decisions. We see, I mean, I've seen so many people in our church and people I look up to a lot of our staff and leaders and, They'll share a testimony of like, oh, yeah, I heard God told me to do this. And I'm like, the heck, that never happens to me. Or like, <laughs> I can't do that. But to hear like that sometimes it is difficult or times where, hey, you know what? I feel like God was telling me to go talk to this person and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like to hear the, the realness behind it, that it isn't just a Cinderella story all the time, but to hear people that are working through a situation that requires them to have faith that requires them to um press in i think that i want to say it's not more encouraging but i think it encourage it can encourage others to step into that area as well instead of just the hey this is what god did he told me to do this and i did it that's great and the testimony is great but if that person feels like they're not able to do that they may not be willing to take that step. Right. And so just to touch on what you shared, I, I really like that, you know, it can be hard. It is hard. Sometimes we, we second guess ourselves, but to, sh- I think to share that with others and allow others into that process. Um, one, I think they could help you in some of those areas, but two, it's to, I think just encourage and walk with each other so that we can all get to a place where we're more, um, almost comfortable being in the area that's familiar and foreign at the same time. The only way you do it is to step into it. If you're just going to stay away or not, you're never going to get to that place. That brings to mind uh, Martha and something that she shared on her episode of Catalyst Stories. You know, she, uh, when I see her at church, she's always walking up to different people and praying for them. But something that she shared in her Catalyst Stories episode was that Every time that she feels like the Lord is prompting her to go pray for someone, she doesn't want to do it, <laughs> you know, and, and she has to kind of wrestle with the Lord before she ends up doing it and then recognizing like, well, if the Lord wants me to do it, I need to go. Um, but whenever I see her, it looks like it's just so natural. Like she's hearing the Lord and then she's just going and, and you, but you don't see that part where she's having to deal with her own whether it's insecurity or am I hearing the Lord correctly or any of the the internal dialogue that she's having, because all I see is her going out and I was like, I want to be like that. But then as, when I heard her share on Catalyst Stories, I was like, oh, her process is a lot different than I was seeing from the outside. And so that really helped me too to feel like, oh, it, what I'm going through when I feel like that, it, that's okay. That's okay. And I can still step out and not feel like I'm just always, you know, I'm weird because I'm the only one struggling with this and, you know, other people are just going out all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we want this podcast to be a platform for us to share kind of rawness of how we're doing, what we're processing, the victories, the struggles, because if our faith is just like an Instagram faith, that doesn't 
if it's just the highlights, the good stuff, then that's only one aspect of it. But really, I think it's the journey to get to those highlights is mm. where you really cement your foundation, your your beliefs, your convictions, and you know, with without that, if we just get if we're just getting victories all the time, it's just like, eh, just another thing. But it's really it's that process and that journey towards it that you look back and you're like, I mean, I'm walking my son through some of that stuff right now. And it's, mm. it's like, yeah, it's not fun in the middle of it. It actually kind of sucks. But when you get on the other side of it, that's when you're like, oh yeah, I overcame this. And it's like, if you just told somebody you overcame something, wow, how did you do that? And then you explain the process and how you almost gave up. But somebody came alongside you and, you know, picked you back up or, you know, things like that. That's, that's what life is about. That's what the Christian journey is about it. You know, we're all going to stumble and fall and we're, we're going to have, I wouldn't say just attacks. We're just life, life is difficult and we need each other, but we need to be real and and honest. And the Christian faith is, you know, that to a higher degree, Mm. you know, in the, in the world we live in. So, um, yeah, you got something Garrett? I mean, when it comes to like having faith through everything, like this year for me has been really tough mm. um, to be president. I do feel like, well, throughout the whole, really the whole year, yeah, I, I was like, am I supposed to be doing this? Um, because I do feel like my skill set and what I'm good at doesn't really fit the president role of like mm. being organized and running meetings and doing all that um, and like speaking in front of everybody. I never felt like that is what I was good at. Um, and so that, that really took a toll on me as I've walked through this year. It's just, am I doing this right? Am I even supposed to be in this? But still having faith when, even if I thought I wasn't supposed to be doing what I was doing, I, I was in it. And the Lord had me there for a reason. And so, yeah, having faith and it's tough. It's really tough sometimes. Um, but then now that, well, I'm graduating on Friday. Um, now that Woo-hoo! I, Yeah, it, it's it's like, it's exciting. But at the same time, like, not really. I'm done. I've been, <laughs> done. <laughs> I've Spoke, been done. Spoken so like a senior. I like that. <laughs> yeah, but to look back on this year, I was definitely supposed to be president. Mm. Maybe not because I was the best, but because the Lord showed me a lot of things, um, gave me a lot of more love for him, a lot more appreciation for uh, the people around me. And so, like faith, it, it takes so much strength, but at the end, it's always going to be good. Um, when the Lord takes care of us, we can always look back and, and you know, look back and say, man, the Lord really took care of me, and he was so good. Um, and so, yeah, like to to overcome things with God, it really just gives a great testimony for, like for me, yeah, but also to share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an awkward silence because we're all giving each other the stare next that's okay this past uh <laughs> sunday daniel hing told me that he kind of enjoys it when we when, we, when there's those awkward silences I, I mean brett was in deep thought so i thought he was gonna jump right in well, so then I, I it had me just thinking of like when we say we overcame something or we hear victory or we hear that god did something i, I was just trying to almost get into the psychology behind like why is it hard for us or why i guess just how we function and I'm always trying to trying to analyze it in a way so that it can help people mm-hmm. move forward or help people step into it. And so the thing that I was kind of wrestling with myself or thinking about was like, we all don't want to win. We all want to succeed. We all want to have victory. Mm-hmm. But can you have victory 
can you have something to win? Can you have something to conquer if there isn't something to lose or a battle? If you were just walking through a park and, and everything, whether the battle is easy or hard, there's still a battle. And so you don't say you conquered something or you have victory or you won if you're not in a match, if you're not in a battle, if there's not some consequence where you could lose or there's a downside to it. And so, you know, I, 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 it's easy for me, especially to see like you guys and the leaders and people I look up to. And it's like, well, they had, they just had it all figured out. Like they just all knew it. Right. But to see the battles, the things that people had to overcome, to hear the stories behind that, that's the thing that helps propel and encourage and affirm me in that they, the thing that set them apart, the reason why they were able to overcome is not just because they had it figured out, was because their reliance on God, because the way that they listen to God or hear God or use the things that God has given them and that perspective takes a totally different tone when you're when you're going through a battle, when you're going through a time where you feel like the odds are against you or you have to overcome something. It's like, well, if you want to experience victory, if you want to experience what God's going to do, if you want to experience overcoming something, well, you need something to overcome, right? And so, um, yeah, just in my mind, I was just trying to think about, like, how do we help people in that way? And, and I was just trying to break it down in a way that, yeah, again, it doesn't change how scary or hard or difficult it could be. But if you want to experience some of these things, how else are you going to experience it if you don't, if God doesn't pull you through, through something hard, if God doesn't show you that you can overcome this, if God doesn't show you he does have victory over this, mm-hmm. right? It'd be nice if it was just like, hey, look at this picture book. This is all I have. Okay, you're done. But that's not what living life is about and what God is calling us to. God calls us to be like light in the darkness. And so there requires some darkness that we're going to have to shine through. Right. And so, um, that was the thing that was, that was percolating. I yeah. Percolating in yeah. my head. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell that look on your face. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think when you were just talking that the, you know, the Bible uses a lot of wording of war and battle, and I think we have to remember that we're in battle while we're on this earth. I mm. mean, that's just, that's the way it is. And doesn't mean we're always on the front line, that it's always intense hand-to-hand combat. We have those kind of moments and those seasons. But even if we're pulled away from the front line, doesn't mean that the battle is not going on. So, mm. like, I think sometimes we lose track of that mentality of hey, we're, we're still in the battle. And... We want life to be kind of easy sometimes and take some of the pressure off, and we need those. And I think God's gracious. He gives us those seasons where things get pulled away a little bit, where we can just rest. And But he's, he's wanting us to do that so we can get back in the, in the battle and um, just overcome the darkness. <laughs> I, had, I had this well-formed thought out. After Brett was, and then Kyle jumped in. I was like, oh, wait, what was I going to say? Pause, man. So you got you to gotta go for it. Um, I, I think we should have Brett recap what he was going to say, or what he did say. So no, okay, I, I got it. Okay, I, there I, we go. I, got See, it. I knew it long enough. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean, really, that's what the intent of this podcast and also our Catalyst Stories podcast are for, so that you guys can hear some of the different ways that uh, we are 
walking through our lives and other people are in our church have been walking through their life and not just the highlights, you know, kind of like we've been talking about, but also the, the times where we struggle, the times that it's difficult so that it's relatable and it's something that sounds, you know, familiar, but also at the same time, it may be foreign to you the way that we're trying to wrestle with things may be foreign, but we want to it to be a place where it can be encouraging to you to stand firm in your faith. And as we stand firm in our faith, we want to encourage everyone and all of our listeners to be able to stand firm in their faith too. And so kind of as we wrap up, one of the things that Pastor Barry had said at the towards the end of his sermon was that, you know, we really need to hear the Lord's voice in order for us to stand firm. And so if that's something that's been a struggle to you or a struggle for you, you know, I felt like that was something that was highlighted to me also while I was in Japan was, you know, I didn't have cell phone service. We were walking around a lot. So we weren't in cars a lot. We were, you know, doing a lot of walking. Like I said, I think 11 miles per day, something like that. And so because of that, I felt like I was outside and I didn't have as many distractions as I would here, but I did feel like there was a sense of clarity and being able to hear the Lord's voice in a way that was kind of unfamiliar mm. here. Mm. And it, it, it was just like, wow, the Lord is speaking all the time. And so for you, if you're someone that feels like hearing the Lord's voice has been difficult, has been a struggle, uh, that might be a challenge for you this week. Take some time, maybe 10, 15 minutes even, just something small. Go out for a walk, get outside, leave your phone at home or at work. Take a little break and just go and, and see if the Lord speaks to you. See if you can hear the Lord. I think that would be a good challenge for everyone this week. So, guys, thanks again. I, we said at the beginning that this could be a short one, and like usual, it ended up being one of the longer ones. <laughs> thanks again, Garrett, for dropping in and, and sharing your insights. We're so excited for you to be graduating this week. I know. Congrats. That's a big deal. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to the Biola family. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm the only one that can say that. Just don't go crying when APU whoops your booty. <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen. <laughs> so thanks again, Garrett. And until next time, may you experience the Lord's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.